0: Good evening everyone. Welcome back to Mowcast episode 20. Tonight, we decided after last week's very long and wonderful podcast, we're just going to take it easy, chill a little bit and uh, talk about our college experiences and what we, you know, what we thought while we were there. So, before I throw it off to Patrick, real quick, if you like our show, if you want to see more of it or more of any of our other shows we have coming out, be sure to like, subscribe on YouTube, and follow on Twitch to hang out with us. And uh, watch Patrick, Travis, and I play some more games in the future. So, Pat, what do you got for us?
1: Yeah, so I I'm, I would say I'm fairly educated on the college system I've been in for six years. Uh, which is a l- little bit longer than the average American, and I can pull up the stats on that. <laughs> which I will. Um, so, as of 2000... We had twenty-eight nine point eight percent of the population uh, holding a uh, bachelor's degree, or maybe I'm reading this wrong. No, I am. I am, am. twenty-nine point eight million people, not not, not percent. <laughs> and then that rose to forty-eight point two two million people. Yeah, I, I just want to make sure I'm getting my numbers here right, because it's it's, uh, it's uh, numbers. But of of the population over the age of twenty-five, that's something like thirty-five percent or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. as a rise from like something like 27, 28 uh, anyway, percent. of a master's degree, we saw a similar increase from 10.4 million to 21 million. And then for a higher degree than that, we saw an increase from 4.6 million to about 7.7 7 million. Uh, and the reason I'm bringing that up is that we're seeing a, a greater and greater percentage of the population gaining an advanced degree that's what these are the bachelor's degrees and up effectively are supposed to be specializations in your field or a general liberal arts degree which is more for civic education typically than necessarily just oh i'm going off to college and that brings me to an idea that i've been thinking about as i've been an educator and been on both sides effectively of the instructor student uh equation And it's been rather disheartening for me to see some of the students that we get. And I don't think that it's beneficial to anyone the way that our current higher education system is run. We see essentially what is a, I would say a scam with a lot of these programs. And a lot of the programs I've been in personally have not been like that. But, uh, you know, you dabble in other programs while you're in uh, college and you explore other uh, fields of study and a lot of them are not academically rigorous let's say and their degree is effectively going to be treated on a on a similar level to someone who spends a lot of time working on a very difficult degree that's in like a stem field or in a a highly advanced technical institution for a shorter period of time and that's not me just complaining and saying oh well these people got it easy yada 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 that's not the point the point is that these people are actually being lied to and saying that the subjective value of their degree and the fact that they have a degree is equivalent to the knowledge that other people have gained through their programs so certain programs i mean political science is usually among them uh, i would say that it's not super easy uh, and i've seen a lot of people actually drop out of it because they go into it thinking that they're going to become an activist and they find oh wait i actually have to do work i have to research things i can't just spout my opinions what what is this and i'm like yes welcome to the field it's called political science for a reason. There's actually a science involved. Now, how robust that science is compared to other science fields, such as you know economics or math, you know, we can have that discussion. But at the end of the day, you do implement a lot of scientific uh, techniques, and you implement the scientific method in a lot of the studies that you do. I've written papers that you know I go into thinking I know what the answer is going to be, and then I actually review the data, and it's not the answer. You know, it's something else. You know, there's some Z variable that's uh, messing with my data or messing with my perception. And that's what you do as a scientist is, you know, test your perception. And then if it's wrong, you change it. But a lot of these people treat it like a political studies course where you're just studying politics. You're not actually performing any kind of scientific measurement. And then they get turned off. right? And that's coming from my personal experience with a lot of students that I've met. And James knows a couple of them as well from his experience, Yeah, I'm sure. But it's kind of failing a lot of different people throughout the United States. I mean, you, you've you got people like me who's going into it for a science, right? I'm here to study things. I'm here to learn more. I'm here to have my ideas challenged in a lot of ways. And what you have to do to get all of these people in who don't belong in college, and it's not they don't belong in college because they're like lesser humans or anything like that. It's just that that's not their field. That's not where they need to go to become better. You know, it's... The uh, same boiling water that hardens the egg softens the potato. You know, you're not going to be able to do the same thing for the same person for for different people to get the same results. Everyone needs their own uh, their own kind of way of testing themselves. For example, my old my older brother Mike, not not the greatest kid in college, to be completely honest, but he did amazing in the Marines, and that's where he found his calling. You know, and, and if everyone gets pushed down the same path, it's just going to be detrimental to the people that don't belong there. It's gonna be detrimental to everyone else because now you have to lower the bar for them to come in so that their achievements aren't nearly as valued, which is what we call degree inflation and grade inflation. Uh, you know, I've had students complain to me because I gave them a B instead of an A. I'm like, well, you deserved a B. You put in B effort, you put and you produced B work. It's not even the effort, it's you just weren't there. You're missing a lot of key issues. And I thought I was being generous giving you a B and you're complaining because you didn't get an A, and then they go to my supervisor. I mean, it's like they're basically a Karen in a supermarket store at that point. I got so many emails, they're like, you know, like you can ease up on the grading. I'm like, but these people don't understand what they're talking about. They're mixing up amendments. They're mixing up uh, statistical methods. They're using qual methods when they should be using quant methods. And we're just supposed to grade that with 100% and move on because we can't argue with the students. And I think that that leads to a very destructive culture that we're seeing right now where it's, you know, we have the I generation in more ways than one all about me 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 but also i'm all on the internet which is where the double uh double meaning of the i comes in right and this also leads to my second point and i'm only making two points here it might seem like i'm making a lot the first one is effectively that we don't need this many people in school and i think pushing people to be this many people to be in school that don't need to be there also shouldn't be there because it's detrimental to the entire environment uh that is bad for the culture and bad for the society as a whole but it's also bad for their finances i mean we're seeing a a ridiculous we saw a 114 percent increase in student loan forbearance or deferral in uh 2019 to 2020 okay we saw a 12 percent increase in total outstanding debt that is 165.9 billion dollars that people that the american public now owes now i'm not saying collectively I'm saying individually, the American public owes that. That is a total of, as of 2020, $1.57 trillion. Now, if Joe Biden wants to pass a stimulus uh, package, that's effectively the same price. And that's supposed to be geared towards 330 million Americans, not 48.1 million, right? So clearly, there's a lot of money that is being spent on this. And the average student loan loan balance has increased 9% over the last year. These are all records. These are all records that is an, that is an increase of $3,172. That is a lot of money to people. My age, I make on average a month about 1800 bucks, you know, and I thought that's pretty good, you know, for some of my age with my experience, that's not too bad. It's not too shabby. Uh, but it's, you know, it, the student loan debt is getting insane. And now there's a couple of solutions to this, and we can talk about this in a little bit, uh, but I would do want to hear what James says to this, my next point is that the, the FICO scores that we see that are affected by this, the greatest change or the greatest effect what we actually see in the fair range. And it's, it's 10% uh, change in how much they owe. And it's roughly about the same as good, very good and exceptional, that which is nine, eight and 9% respectively. And the poor range for their FICO score, which correlates moderately well, it's not a super strong correlation, so we can't say essentially causal, but it is a moderately decent enough correlation that if you are poor in society, you are also more likely than not to have a, a lower FICO score. but we only see a change of about three percent, which is a third of what we see in like every other group uh, So you know they're not necessarily being affected by this. So all of the plans to you know uh, refund student debt or forgive student debt or however you want to phrase it, are geared towards the upper echelons of society that's that is what they're geared towards it's not geared towards the poor among us now my preferred solution for the student loan debt crisis is that i think all of the universities should co-sign on to every single one of the degrees that they're giving out if they want to give out worthless degrees that aren't going to get you anywhere that are going to cause you to have over a hundred thousand dollars in debt and lie to you as an 18 year old and lie to your parents who think that the education system is the same that it was 20 years ago, which it's not, then they should also take on some of the responsibility. Not the American public. The American public didn't sign to this. They did not have anything to do with you accepting this debt. We should not have the government pay for it. That's what I mean by the American public. We should have the universities. The universities have a hand in this. They have a hand in lying to students. They have a hand in lying to parents. And they have a hand in basically stealing money from the US government, and I think that they should pay some consequences when they do such things what do you think james
0: holy crap mate that was uh, a lot longer and a lot more than i expected so
1: i felt rather strong about this topic for quite some time no that's that
0: that's fair i feel strongly about it too and so first off to to your to your first point that you made the question that people need to ask themselves that i feel like they're not is do i need a college degree to do this exactly effectively unless you're going into a stem field all a college degree is is a piece of paper that says i am c- i am certified by this institution that i know x y and z i can go online I
1: can to take instruction that's basically what
0: it yes you know how to take orders so i if, if i wanted to go online so originally i wanted to do history political science before i switched over to accounting um I could go online and learn just as much as people who spent four years getting a history degree. But I don't have a piece of paper saying that I do know that. Now you can pay for different certifications and stuff. And you do see actually places beginning to accept those certifications in lieu of a degree. Yeah. Um, but business, for example, I, I have a management degree. I have seen so many people go to school for a, ma- a business management or business administration degree that did not need it. Yep. you do not need a management degree to be a manager in a business. You need experience. So you, well, you, you know do- how the business is
1: run effectively.
0: Exactly, you need to go get real world experience. That's something that I don't. I don't think a management degree on its own. Gives any value whatsoever. You can you can lead according to some book that some dude wrote in two thousand six. Congratulations. It doesn't apply to the real world very well. Yeah. Um, I mean, because
1: especially in the i generation, everything's changing like very very quickly.
0: Yes, and you need to be able to stay on top of that. And you can't do that if you're re- if you're learning everything from a, from a decade old textbook. Also, exactly. so um, my degree. I I am I, I went for accounting. I wanted to go to a liberal arts school so that I could, I could be well-rounded. I have a theology minor. I took a lot of classes in history, a lot of classes in political science, very close to getting enough credits for minors for both of those. You know, I feel like a well-rounded individual. However, not everyone in my field wants that. Not everyone in my needs field... it,
1: for that matter. Like, yeah. needs it to be functional in their job or in greater society, for that matter.
0: Exactly. And so, like, in my opinion, if you wanted to go just for an accounting degree um it, two years you you need two years in a specialized technical school and boom you're good to go um
1: uh James I don't want to interrupt you too badly here but uh A Hyelin just brought up a great point and I think that this is 100% correct and it uh he says that it is more societal beliefs that leads people toward college rather than the universities lying to the public I mean I do see I see both points effectively I do think that the social social effect is rather strong because and I think that has to do with our parents' generation effectively. And this is nothing like, they didn't do anything wrong, I'm not pointing the fingers or anything like that. This is a natural response to this, is that when they went to go get a college degree, they're so scarce that it was a step above everyone else. Now it's not, the scarcity doesn't exactly exist. I, I, I've been applying for something like 30 plus jobs uh, and everything wants experience. It always wants, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, we need, we need this many years of experience, this many years of experience. And they use buzzwords to try to weed out college kids. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because, they do. You know, administrative functions, office work. That's all it means. <laughs> That's all it means. Uh, and you know, I do office work all the time, right? So I, I know how to run Excel. I know how to run Word and like that. I, th- I think you're absolutely right here, uh, a I I know your real name. I don't want to. I don't want to blurt it out though. Yes. Um, no. The so- social component here and it's rather
0: strong. They're completely right. Because um, so I, I say this all the time a bachelor's degree now is what a high school diploma was seventy years ago. I don't
1: ago. know if I'd say high school, maybe associates.
0: But it's definitely associate's degree values. does not basically doesn't exist anymore. And, really? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Like Fair you because you you're you're always on your way to a bachelor's degree, and if you do have an associate's degree, most people ignore it. Like it's just expected I mean, the, at the this point. The government
1: doesn't. The government doesn't. Uh, I mean, right. they have a different BS rating for it.
0: Right, right. But I mean, from like, if you're applying for a business, for example, in, in a okay, in private industry, enough. for example, in most cases, uh, you know, you either have a trade certification or a bachelor's degree or a high school diploma. You never see anyone with just an associate's. And yeah. it, you're right. It has to do with because you know, our parents' generation and their parents' generation, if you had a degree in basically anything, okay, you are qualified for the job. You've shown that you can put in all the work to study and work hard and yada, yada. But, and, that A. Hylian brings up a good point here, that it's not necessarily the university's lying. I think it's just the university's reacting to demand. So demand for degrees shot up dramatically for two reasons. One is societal, like we're talking about, and one is the fact that is the easy access to student loans from the from yeah, the US yeah. government.
1: Which so, isn't necessarily like it's 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 the thing of it's it's what happens when you do a good thing and there's bad side effects. Which happens all the time. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a problem with making student loans more accessible. I think the problem is with making student loans more accessible and then you know, you have this social, you know, that A. Highland brings up, we have the social idea of degrees effectively being the pathway to success which is not true again uh, but then you also have the universities that are telling kids and i know this because i worked in the admission center of a certain university that i don't want to name uh but you're, you're telling kids like oh yeah you know your expected salary within six months of you leaving the school is x i know a bunch of people who didn't get that or or haven't even gotten hired for that matter which is not their fault so it's, yeah you know it, and and i i have pity for the the kids, and I have pity for the parents too, because it's not the parents' fault either. They're expecting the same situation that they were in 20 years ago, which is 100% logical,
0: Mm -hmm. you know? But so if we look at the cost of college, for example, it shot up thousands of percent over the last few decades because of increased demand and student loans acting as a price floor. I don't think that easier access to federal student loans drove up the prices nearly as much as the demand did um it definitely did but i mean without a control group how are we supposed to tell by how much
1: yeah i mean there's there's some hypotheses that essentially what happened was we had the easy access for loans which you know let's say it's ten thousand dollars and tuition was ten thousand dollars the universities can look at it and say hey look we'll just charge 15 you know so then we're still you know they only have to pay five thousand dollars but we're getting 15 now i mean there's a Mm -hmm. hypothesis that that happened it hasn't been proven. It's basically been suggested a couple of times. I don't think there's any researchers who really been done. Right. But I
0: heard before. Right. I mean, just just general knowledge of economics, you would assume that introducing that creates a, a pseudo price floor, which would yeah. drive prices up. Although, since it's still money that you have to have to pay eventually, how much does that actually so you, affect? We're just it? making a cameo
1: right
0: now. Oh, good. <laughs> My cats are eating. Um. So you know, there. So really, how much does it drive it up? Some. Probably not, but I don't mm-hmm. think that much. But so let's take an example. Let's say that we didn't have the societal pressure to go to, to go to college and say, you have to, no matter what you want to do in life, you have to have a bachelor's degree minimum. Let's say we didn't have the student loans. So I want to be, I, I want to do graphic design. I've always been really good at art. This is not me, by the way. I'm giving I mean, a hypothetical. This sounds more
1: like your soon-to-be wife.
0: Then anybody no well i mean she is she, she didn't she is but she didn't want to go into art but let's say i want to go into graphic design i've always been good at it sure i can go online and get some certifications build my portfolio um how i can make money on the side by making doing stuff in etsy and uh, you know making selling it on etsy and then i can go to a, do a business and say I, w- I would like to work in your marketing graphic design whatever the business happens to be department and here's my portfolio. Here, here's my Etsy store. I can show that I've been successful. Let's let's talk, and then you can go through the process. It has it didn't cost you much money. Maybe you went on Skillshare and you learned some different, you know, how to use certain programs that are frequently used in uh, businesses. But in the end of the day, it doesn't cost you that much money. Um, so you get you you get the job you don't yeah. you know business in this scenario isn't expecting you to have a degree because it's no it's not the societal expectation they give you the job. Now in our society I want to same same scenario. I'm gonna go to a four year university. I'm gonna spend seventy percent of that time going to classes I don't care about, so I'm not gonna be motivated. I'm not gonna work hard. And my you're GPA another twenty nine
1: percent going to parties and drinking.
0: Yes, my GPA is <laughs> not gonna be very high. Then I'm gonna yeah. learn a few things. But nothing that I couldn't have learned online, you know, I'm going to enjoy the experience, sure. But are you really willing to pay forty, fifty thousand dollars 50000 a year for yeah. an experience? And then you're going to come I think,
1: out. I think, I think you just hit the nail on the head, though. Is like a lot of kids are like, this is something that I was actually concerned about for my last year. I could have graduated early, but I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I want the college experience, you know, like, I want to, you know, have a good time. So, and I think that that is pretty common, I have to say.
0: Yes. And so... So then you come out, you've got, <clears throat> excuse me, $200,000 in debt and you're competing against 500 other people who got the same degree for the yeah. same job. And, and you all have
1: the same certification effect.
0: Yeah. So, and and because you're coming out of college with all this debt, you're, expo- you're going, okay, I need $55,000 a year to yeah. maintain the lifestyle I want, pay my student debt and start building my life.
1: Yeah. Whereas effectively, because that's not the only way that you're able to pay it off, because you already have above what you normally would have in this scenario. You have, you know, what is it, twelve thousand dollars a year or something like that, or yeah, it, a pretty pretty hefty amount, depending on how much you owe, obviously. Right. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna so, differ. So
0: the same person can come in in scenario A without all this debt and say, hey, I'll work for forty, I'll work for forty-five. They can you you look at their portfolio they're just as good, but they don't have that piece of paper. And yeah, they're, they're different
1: certification or something like yeah. that. Yeah.
0: So you, you, you take them. And I think that's where there's, and I, I have seen the shift in the last few years where people are realizing, Hey, I don't need this. You know, I'm going into marketing. I don't necessarily need a marketing degree. Yeah. I can do stuff on my own on social media and prove that I can market. Or um Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk always says, work a main job and then go to a company and say, I want to work for you for six months for free part time. If you like my work at the end, hire me. If you don't no hard feelings, I'll move on. You know,
1: but it's an official internship. It's not you just doing volunteer work. Yes. Right. And that's the thing though. It gets you half a year's experience. Mhm and it, Which it, is the it, important part. <laughs>
0: and that's how you that's how you can put yourself out there without going to college. It's much easier if you're in a big city yeah, like but New you York. Can't, but... you can't
1: do that with this much debt. You know, you no, can't physically is... do that. That's it, the problem. It's 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 holding people back from being able to have these more flexible options.
0: Right. No, you do that if you did if you didn't go to college. And you know yeah, in, in lieu of you you get the you get the knowledge elsewhere.
1: But you I mean, you also do that when you're 18. Right. Yeah. And let's let's say that it takes you three years. You, you spend three years doing the same, like you're like going from company to company doing half a year's work before they say, oh, wow, you've got three years of experience. Yeah, we'll hire you on, no problem. You're 21 years old. You've been working for the company now for one year by the time that I graduate at 22. I've mm-hmm. got zero experience.
0: Right? No debt. I've
1: applied... And, and you know, they have no debt. They probably actually have a ton of money because, you know, they've been working for the company for already for a year. And they've also got all these other years that they've been living at home, so reduced cost, or they've been working another job, right? Like mm-hmm. we were saying before. Just and, to be clear,
0: and, though, that path is not easy because you still no, have to not. work a separate job to support yourself. So you're going to be working eight hours a day at Starbucks and then going and working for four to six hours for, you know xyz company in their graphic design yeah. department
1: so you could be working 12 hour days effectively but if if that's what you want to do that is what it might take and i want to i want to bring up some of the audience uh what the audience is saying though because i do want to bring in more people into this conversation absolutely uh because i'm also curious to hear what people think uh to my solution for the student debt crisis is effectively having the university sign on to the degrees if you're going to give a degree to somebody you know or if you're going to indoctrinate and in, not indoctrinate inculcate them in your program hey Reggie, how are you doing uh then oh he just responded. Did you guys hear that? I didn't
0: know, I didn't pick it up.
1: I, I said, Hey Reggie, how do you doing? he goes, <laughs> just walks away. <laughs> uh, but if you're gonna if you're gonna bring them into your program, you have to as a university be a sh- be pretty certain that they're gonna be able to, you know, support themselves when they graduate, right? And then that either adds down to their personal aptitude or their the ability of your program to equip them with skills or set them up with a job, you know, which I think a lot of career centers kind of aren't that great at, like I went into your career, I went to career centers at two different schools and they're not that great. I have to say they're particularly for my field, at least let's, and it's not necessarily a super popular field. I bet it's better than for business. Yeah, It and, is much better because, and
0: it, 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 because, oh. and it, it, do, it definitely depends on the, on the position. Um, Cause if you're, you know, there's a difference between high demand fields and yeah. uh, you know, low demand fields.
1: My field is a low-demand field. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And I think A. Highland can back me up here that it's a little bit low-demand. Well, a lot lower-demand than I would like it to be.
0: But that's just the thing. Let's say that there, every year, there is 15,000 openings for political science yeah. majors in the country. And let's say you know 5,000 of those are going to be taken by people transitioning in and out of the field or from different positions that are being cut or uh, new ones that are being created um of people with more experience. So, 10,000 positions, which I it might be generous, I don't know, you would know better than I do, in the in your in your career field every year. Uh for There's a lot more than grad, you think, but Yeah.
1: <laughs> there's a lot of people that are doing it.
0: But let's say that 30,000 people come out of school every year with some kind of political science degree, bachelor's, master's, doc yeah. do you uh, do you get doctorates? Doc doc yeah, you get doctor. Yeah, you get doctors. You know. Okay, so you know, one of those sorry. three degrees.
1: Got something in my throat, sorry about that.
0: Um Of course there's gonna it's, it's gonna look like there's a large number of people who who can't get jobs because Wait, hold, 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 one sec
1: one second. My my son's getting upset. What okay.
0: It? What is what does Reggie want? All right, sorry about that. No, you're good. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm just saying that the demand exceeds the supply because it's, you know, again, required that you go to college. It's super easy to do because of the student loans and you can basically choose to go into whatever you want. It, it's good. I, I would, I would much rather be a political science major or a history major because I like it better than accounting. But mm-hmm. I, I sat down my freshman year and said, okay, I want to look at this realistically yeah, my. Do I think I'm gonna be able to get a well-paying job immediately out of college with a bachelor's? No. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna get my CPA because my side
1: degree. You need a master's to be competitive in the field.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or you need to just apply to like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Of positions, basically. Uh
0: But okay, what is okay? So you <laughs> want to read the YouTube comments?
1: Yeah, I want to read the YouTube comments. So we got one from Jay Karolchek. Uh, said, speaking of college prices, colleges definitely funnel money. Also, I did get a message from my mom saying loans suck. But uh, <laughs> colleges definitely funnel money into sports and outward reputation rather than increasing the value of the education or creating more real-world connections for students. 100% agree with that, and I'll, I want to dive into that in a little bit. Uh, and then she also said, I think there's a misconception and people forget that most employers will place higher value in experience rather than degree. I 100% agree with that as well. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of experience working logistically, and I have a lot of experience working um, essentially with my hands and managing other people. So like that is, I have five years of experience doing that. Or well, technically four. I have Five years of logistical work, four years of managing other people who didn't really want to be managed. and were kind of feisty about it. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, uh, that is placed way higher than my degree, which doesn't make much sense with this social sentiment that we have that, you know, college is the path to success. I mean, I'd say trade school is honestly the path to success right now. I mean, from what I've been hearing, you go in for what eighteen months at most. You come out, you get a seventy k thousand dollar job a year guaranteed because you get set up with an apprenticeship program. Like, what? Why didn't I do that?
0: Well, and that's just that's just the thing. So it it switched. Whereas before, yeah. tons of people are going to trades or you know manufacturing, what have you, and very few people are getting advanced college degrees in STEM fields and you know, your liberal arts, now it's the opposite. Tons of people are getting degrees, very few people are going to the trades, so trades yeah. can, you know... And I
1: think it's because everyone looks at trades as, like, dirty jobs, like micro. <laughs> yeah. Know, like know, like, his show. And, and and I do want to comment, I do want to comment on the college prices with the funneling, uh, because, I mean, as we know, we talked about this last week, uh, St. Ambrose shut down their, their theater program, and they canceled the theater major, and they have the theater minor, so then they can spend more time giving a better theater experience, which we all know is not going to happen. Right? Like, that's... That's not what they're going to spend their time doing. And I think that that is a a large mistake. If you want to call yourself a liberal arts college, you cannot shut down the liberal arts, right? (laughs) You know, that is the antithesis of what you call yourself. I mean, but nowadays everyone calls themselves the opposite of what they want to be called anyway. But that's besides the point, right? I think that it is a big problem that a lot of these universities are looking at prestige as their main export. Like universities are business at the end of the day. Like mm-hmm. most things, they're business like it or not. Their product is supposed to be well-educated, well-rounded, uh, citizens of, you know, your country or wherever you live, uh, United States in this case. Right. That's not what they're producing. They're producing prestige. These degrees are not actually, in my opinion, in a lot of ways valuable. Uh, you don't learn all that much. For the most part uh depending on which degree you take obviously then this is dependent like someone's going to say oh well i have a degree in engineering and i can build yada 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 i'm like that's great you yeah, know i guess. <laughs> i'm talking more about you know we all know what degrees i'm talking about here uh you know a lesbian dance theory or whatever i know that that's not a real degree and that's more of like a it's me avoiding saying any degree to piss anybody off is what what i'm trying to say here <laughs> uh, but what what i'm trying to say is if they had set up a system that said, hey, realistically, you wanna get this degree, you wanna get this degree in, in underwater basket weaving. There's not a lot of positions available for it. And we're gonna be upfront with you about it. Rather than saying, oh wow, based on our statistics, most students that graduate from this university get a sixty thousand dollar uh, you know, a year position when they're talking about all the engineering, mathematician, grad what accounting
0: well, OK, so I it. it's like, you know what I'm yes, saying? I'm sorry. Yes, just to no, out. you're good. Well, and I also want to push back a little bit and say part of the reason that universities are funneling more money into periphery programs like sports, um, unfortunately not the arts, but, you know, sports uh, looking flashier, better buildings, better dorms is because there's so much competition these days. That yeah. you can get, you can you can be reasonably assured that as long as you go to a, an, accredited uni- an accredited university, <clears throat> you're going to get a good education. You know, of it, yeah,
1: yeah. A good education—it's in the eye of the
0: beholder, in my opinion. Because okay, so you have the
1: idol- I I, If you guys cannot tell, I have a very uh, pessimistic view of the American university system as it stands right now. As do so, I, as do I. But I, so. uh, what, I, what I want to say, though, I want to clarify. I really enjoyed the Iowa State political science program. That's not what I'm talking about here. I thought that the professors were great. There's only like one or two professors. And I was like, honestly, you know, agree with you on everything. But, I, I mean, I, I thought it was run really, really well. I thought, it, and same thing with this St. Ambrose political science. Program. I thought that was run very, very well. We had, it was very well managed. It was a very small program, and I think that's why it was so well managed. I think the same thing with the political science program at Iowa State. It, it's very well managed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: But so if we're talking about the actual, well, <laughs> yeah, if we're talking about the actual degrees, so you've got your Ivy League colleges that they're going, oh my God, you went to Harvard. Wow. Um, and then everything below that, if you, you know, it doesn't matter if I get my bachelor's from Iowa, University of Iowa or St. Ambrose or Western Illinois or Texas, Virginia, doesn't matter. The, everyone Businesses are going to look at all of them the same. You're not going to have a prestige difference there. So what makes me want to spend $40,000 a year at Ambrose versus eighteen to $20,000 a year at University of Iowa? Well, smaller class sizes, nicer campus, nicer dorms. Um, that, As opposed to a lower tuition cost. E- exactly. So y- they have to justify it in some way other than the quality of the education. But, you know, I, I would argue that smaller class sizes are definitely a quality of education.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's, uh, and that's, well, it was my experience at Iowa State was I would hate to be personally in the undergrad after going mm-hmm. through St. Ambrose's undergrad where I have a class size of eight at the most, right? I went from an undergrad having a class size of eight to going to graduate school and having actually a larger class size for a lot of my courses. And I, I do want to say, I do want to respond to A. Highland just said, yeah, absolutely. Prestige only matters so far as which occupational path you choose. Um, yeah, and I'm sure you can guess as to who I was not necessarily super fond of, considering we talked about it all the time. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. Everyone's got their own favorites and and uh, least favorite professors. So.
0: Absolutely, um, but yeah, so that's what that's why universities dump money into these periphery programs. It seemed like a waste because. They're they're competing with each other so heavily to try to attract students. And this is really the only thing they can use to differentiate themselves. Other than word of mouth, like, oh, ex-professor at Ambrose is amazing, best ever. But how is that word of mouth going to get to someone coming from Texas versus, yeah. you know, what they hear about University of Iowa? It's not. So they have to find other ways to market themselves and... Yeah. So
1: I, I know we've talked a lot about the negatives of college and, you know, it's always fun to harp on the negatives. I, I do want to talk about the positives of college because, I mean, I met my wife at college and she's she's all right. <laughs> she's, she's behind me right now. So if, if I suddenly like explode, that's probably her uh, using her incredible fist punching ability to kick my butt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But, I mean, you met your fiancé at college as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of positives when it comes to college. And not only just that, obviously, a lot of friendships made along the way. Uh, And, I mean, you do learn stuff. I've been a little bit critical, and I think that I need to couch it a little bit more and a little bit more nuance. You do learn a lot in college. And a lot of what I learned that I still recall, remember, and utilize today, I sought out on my own. It was it wasn't provided to you and I think that this is this might I wanna say, and this is my why I might be a little bit critical of, of the I generation right now. That we're used to things being given to us or being told exactly what to do. That, you know, when we actually I, I know my cat's in my way a little bit. He's such a he's such a drama queen. He wants to be right on the camera all the time. Um uh, But, you know, we're we're so often told what to do. You grow up eighteen years, uh it, it you know, coming from a regular standard family i guess uh, i know everyone has a different situation but you get told what to do you know you go to school you know everything's kind of set up for you and then you go to college and you just kind of do what you've always done right you know you don't seek out these extra opportunities you don't start your own clubs which i mean we did me mm-hmm. and you which then we got kicked out of uh and then was turned into a competitive esports team which then they gave out scholarships for which i'm still kind of salty that i didn't get any scholarships for that. same i started it
0: <laughs> i started the program i didn't get a scholarship
1: yeah, I know. You know, right? Like, but anyway, that's besides the point. But I, I mean, in a lot of ways, there are a lot of positives, but you do have to seek them out. And I think one of the biggest problems with pre college would be not necessarily teaching you to do such a thing, rather than because, you know, they will for good reason. I'm not, I'm, what I'm not saying is that people are necessarily being evil or anything like that, right? For good reason, they're trying to help us out, they're trying to give us all of these opportunities, but through that, they're not. Letting us seek things out, failing, and learning from those failures, and then actually having the wherewithal to pursue uh, push on. And I think that I see this in a lot of my friends who have since graduated, um, and are struggling to. I would dare say find meaning. You know, uh, I cannot tell you how many conversations I've had with people one on one where they're like, "I have no idea what I'm doing." I'm like, "I am so glad I'm not in your position right now." Well, Patrick, I mean, well, let's so.
0: let's just be honest here. You and I have had that conversation. Oh, I didn't okay. I didn't know
1: sides of it though yes we've been on both sides of it a both times so. yes
0: i mean for the longest time i didn't know what i was supposed to, you know what am i supposed to do i've got my cpa i've got a good job you know i'm making money what am i supposed to do now you know i i i, I learned some things on the side i read books whatever i still you know I, I live my life but what am i really doing with it and that hence we're now here on a podcast
1: <laughs> uh, by the way um, i just got a message saying all right in like all caps question mark explanation for explanation point (laughs) so i very well might be filing divorce papers in the background (laughs) and and i do agree with what our what our audience is saying that college is about learning independence and making your way in the social world that is what i think that you do learn in college
0: now well i mean you can learn that
1: you can i mean you can but like i think that's what most people learn so is, college is how to be independent.
0: college still has some of the issues that primary education has, that it's mm-hmm. like, sit down, shut up, let's learn. You know, the, it, it's more about learning the actual pen and paper skills than the social <laughs> yeah. skills, depending on your, obviously your professors, yeah, your I mean, individual experience.
1: This is all dependent mm-hmm. on what you're doing, right? Like yeah. if you're pursuing a different degree than us, then you're going to have a different experience. Right.
0: But let, let's be honest. Okay. So you're going to go to college. What are you going to, go to college for? Uh, and you're going to benefit from it. If you're going into STEM, because there are certain fields that you just plain need a degree. You need a degree for, um, for... You need a degree for, like, to be
1: a doctor. Yeah, doctor... (laughs) Let's just go with the easy one here. You need a degree for that
0: one. Doctor, lawyer, engineer, um you know, anything super hyper-specialized that you need to prove, yes, I've been taught by the experts how to do this, I know what I'm talking about, and you can't just walk into NASA one day, I'm gonna work on, I'm gonna work on the Mars rover for free for six months, and then just, no, that's not, that's not gonna work, Um, that works in, you know, marketing and stuff, you know, then you've got your other degrees, like accounting, which is more uh you know, more specialized, you could, don't necessarily need a four-year degree, in my opinion, but you do if you you know, want a CPA, obviously. Yeah. Um, or you go to college for the experience or to be more well-rounded. You want to have a complete, under, you know, a well-rounded understanding of theology, philosophy, uh, math, economics, finance, and whatever you're going into. Then you go to a liberal arts uni- liberal arts university and, you, you know, you spend the money. Or because you want to have the experience. Like, I could have gone the route where you get your associates at Scott and then I go to Ambrose. But I went to Ambrose because I wanted to live on campus. I wanted to make friends, be, you know, that semi, you know, that transition period of independence that you have when you're in college. And, you know, I got to do study abroad. I got to, you know, meet you, meet my fiance. Yeah, which we're still, we're friends.
1: still a little bit uncertain about whether or not meeting me was a good thing.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, the jury's going to be out on that yeah. one for a while. But so far, th- yeah. you know, the scoreboard's looking good but so there are absolutely positive sides to going to college at the end of the day it's just a it's a it's a math equation it really that's it do you do you value the experience the well-rounded education and does your degree require or does your field require the degree do all of those factors outweigh the cost of going to college and you know taking on that student debt and you know yeah. If you can answer the question as yes, then absolutely go to college. If you honestly, if you can honestly in your heart say, no, I do not care about the about, about the experience. I do not care about being well, you know, having that well-rounded education. I do not care about, um, you know, my field does not care about this degree. Then don't go. It really comes down to that. And yeah. the issue is that I feel like not enough people are actually making that analysis and that's what give you know that's what's made the debt crisis so bad that's what gives college such a bad name because you know they've got all these people they we've just had 200 people come in and they want you know whatever i guarantee you if 200 people in next year's freshman class came to st ambrose and said i want to be theater i know you don't offer theory theater anymore but i want a theater degree they'd be like okay theater yeah. it is i and- don't know about
1: that i don't know if i would agree with that because they're gonna try like when you're in admissions, you have certain things that you do to try to push people to certain degrees, you know, like, if, especially if they come in undeclared. Uh,
0: That's sketchy. But
1: Which, yeah, of course it's sketchy. Ad- admissions is just sales, bro. I know, I know. <laughs> right, uh, but, well, I, I, I don't necessarily agree with that because I think the college is going to push what the college wants to push, you know, at the end of the day. But I do think that, I think your calculation there is, I think basically correct if you can get a job afterwards then yeah but i think that that is incumbent upon the university to tell you that too when you go in say hey like if you want to get a job you need to do x y and z you need to have three extracurriculars you need to get a 3.75 gpa and you need to take this this field can you do that and if you say i can get like a three and like do one extracurricular it's like okay well you're not going to be very competitive in the field then you know that they need to be honest with people in that sense, and that's why I was saying that they're lying before, is because like, just say, "Oh, you know." And a minute, I, like I said, I worked in admissions for four years. I know how it's. I know the game.
0: No, um, that's fair, and that 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 is a problem well, that they, you know, because if you're honest, you're probably not. You may not get the sale, and that's really what yeah. it is. Getting someone to and, come. And, to a and
1: it's not necessarily like you're you're intentionally hurting them. No, right? Like that's not the point. The point is that you're trying to. Fluff up your program, or trying to fluff up your university, in such a way that you get their money, like a, anyone who's trying to market or sell a product would be. But I do want to bring up <clears throat> some of my personal experiences. Reggie, please be quiet. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> just I do want to bring up some you. of my personal experiences that I think, for me personally, even though I do not yet have a job in my field, what I why I think it's worth it. Now, I'm going to work backwards here. I met great people, uh, and I'm not just doing this to, you know, uh, because because I know one of them's in the chat right now, but I did meet really, really not great people at Iowa State University, and uh, I came in to this university, I'm from not here, <laughs> I'm not from Iowa, period, the state, uh, and, I, and I travel across the entire state to go live and meet with all these people, and, like, right away, the first, like, three people I meet, I'm still friends with today because they're just, like, excellent people. Uh, Jacob uh, Jacob John and Ben and I'm still friends with a bunch of other people like Emily and Sam and Peter and a whole bunch slew of others, Muhammad, you know and you meet great people in these kind of programs and I think for me personally, the biggest takeaway from college is that I mean I met you there, met my wife, uh, met all my other friends that I, that I talked to on a regular basis through college. and for me the social aspect, is most likely as of right now, until I get a job, maybe that might change, but as of right now, that is my takeaway. And that is more so what I think is the biggest benefit I've, I've gotten out of the universe. Besides obviously, you know, starting all these clubs and kind of helping people and, you know, working for world relief was really fun. Getting to see, you know, how I, how something very simple, uh. You know, such as just, like, hang out with a family. I, I think, did you do this, too? You did this, right? Yeah. Orberly? Yeah. Yep. Like, yep. you know, uh, doing that was, like, it was actually really fun. It, it, I was uncomfortable because, you know, I didn't know these people, you know, but it was, at the end of the day, I look back at it fondly. I'm like, it was a good time, you know. It was just nice to spend those afternoons with the family I had met and get them acclimated to America, you know.
0: absolutely sorry i got distracted uh no, there's, no, some, there's some issues with the uh with the stream going on right now
1: yeah i've, I've noticed so um, hopefully it hopefully it gets fixed
0: yeah it's not on our end so unfortunately we're just gonna keep trucking on
1: yeah i think i think i think we do need to wrap this up though i think it's gone a little bit longer than we should have <laughs> well it's a, it's
0: a topic that we're passionate about so
1: it is, it i'm is. not think we'll probably continue on friday with the same
0: Yes. Yes, we can absolutely talk about this. Uh, YouTube and, and Twitch and just killed our streams, so
1: Reggie. Reggie is getting rather restless right
0: now. <laughs> of course. All right. So yeah. So. So thank you guys for uh, for watching us ramble on for the last forty five minutes about this. Um, we will be talking about this again on Friday next week. We're hoping to talk about some. Whoops. Some news media related stuff. And so make sure to subscribe, ring that bell. So you see when we go live and follow us on Twitch. We also stream there and uh, yeah. Thanks for watching. We will see you guys on Friday.
1: Are we done?